0: Hello, and welcome to this week's My News Wrap. News from the world of SAP, Microsoft, and the world in between. So let's start what's new this week. Let's first uh, switch to the SAP side of the house. There I would like to highlight two things from the um, Kima area. First one is there is now a new mission available on the SAP Discovery Center around developing multi-tenant extension apps in SAP Business Technology Platform, making use of the Kima runtime. I think that's really a great mission. And that's also something that a lot of people have been waiting for, to get official guidance on how to create these types of um, applications that are multi-tenant enabled. As usual, you have to log in in order to get all the information that's available on the so-called project board. But then uh, you can really play around and get things going with this sample app. Then um, another news around uh, Kymer in a broader sense. So the um, SAP Continuous Integration and Delivery Service that's also available on the SAP BTP is now able, um, with a new pipeline that they provide, to build and release container-based applications. So um, I've referenced the corresponding um, post on LinkedIn, where there are several more links in there. Especially there is also the reference to the TechEd session of Marco Dorn and Jamie Colley, who will also talk about that uh, during uh, the TechEd. So as you can see already from the screenshot, it's possible now to also integrate that um, with the SAP CI-CD service. um, another blog post from the area of SAP, um, which I usually do not talk too much about. It's, it's Steampunk, so it's up, up on, on SAP BTP. But there is um, one very interesting section within this blog post, if you scroll down a bit within the blog post that I've referenced. And that's um, the topic of the so-called embedded Steampunk, which I think is really interesting for customers in order to get their grip on this side-by-side extension story, and I think the the embedded steampunk is really a great move um, with respect to enabling customers to drag out their custom code that they want to drag out of their uh, core system and allow them to keep that close to their um, system. So that's that's really cool. Um, I think very very nice. Um, feature for the folks that want to stay with ABAP. And then another um, blog post that I like to highlight that is not focusing on SAP, but um, that I think is really interesting. And thanks to Martin Fisher, who brought that up in my Twitter timeline, because I would have missed that, to be honest. Um, It's a blog post by DigiNomica on the end of the ERP area, um, covering the topic of, well, it's time to reinvent the the ERP uh, thingy all over, um, which I think is also very interesting for people from SAP S four um, to to read that and yeah to to reimagine things. So if you are working in the ERP area, if you want to to have a quite long, as you can see when you watch the video, scrolling through that um, article with quite some. Some thoughts and ideas, and and how things move forward, and also how new competitors work with um, with this ERP thingy. Then um, that's definitely worth a read. Now with that, I'm through the SAP part of the house. So let's switch to Microsoft, and well, of course, starting this week with the news of the big event that Microsoft held this week, namely Microsoft. Ignite. As usual, there is a book of news. I have referenced that one in the show notes. And within the book of news, you get an overview of what was announced. Now, I will not go through each and every detail here. I will focus on one topic in a second. But if you are working in the Microsoft area, I mean, it's anyway uh, important to to read through. and, And depending on what you work on, check out what's new in that area. But I think there's also a lot of stuff in there for companies, consultants, developers that try to bring the SAP and the Microsoft world together. Of course, there are a lot of new features on Azure per se uh, around the um, artificial intelligence area, namely cognitive search services. That's really interesting and important. But there are more things that should be really taken into account. And now I really focus on the SAP and Microsoft area and with respect to collaboration. So there are a lot of updates around Teams. Microsoft Viva is now GA and will be growing. So um, that's something that you definitely should take a look at. And also, there have been tons of announcements around the Power Platform, especially also, of course, around the um, connection between low-code, no-code, and and pro-code developers, so this Fusion notion then Power X, all those things. So that's also really something that you should take a look at. I think there is a lot of value, a lot of hidden gems in there when you try to bring those worlds together and try to make SAP software more collaborative, leveraging all the stuff from Microsoft. Now, as I said, I will not go into, into deep details there. That's simply too much. We would be sitting here quite some time to discuss that. Now, if you want to have a bit more um, deeper insight, the the book of news is great to get an overview. Of course, there are announcements on the Azure Update site. I have um, put a pre-configured link into the show notes that that guides you exactly to the Azure updates that are in preview or GA. And that have been announced at Microsoft Ignite. Um, I think there are around 80 announcements or 86, something like that, uh, that you have to scroll through. So quite some stuff happened. Now, what I want to especially highlight, because that's, that's close to my heart, uh, there is, of course, a lot of news around um, building and innovating with cloud-native apps and open source on Azure. So there is a whole um, blog post about that topic highlighting um, what's possible, uh, what's coming up, where they're heading. And if you don't want to read the article, there is also a session about that that you can watch on demand. Um, within the uh, Microsoft Ignite landing page that basically covers the same topic. Now, having said that, I just mentioned that there was one big news, and I think this is kind of the coolest, greatest stuff that, that was announced this year at Microsoft Ignite, and that's the introduction of Azure Container Apps, which is a serverless container service which allows you to run containerized apps in a very easy way. So you do not have to wrap your head around Kubernetes and put in tons of YAML files and deal with all the configuration bits and pieces. And in addition, from a pricing perspective, you do not pay for a Kubernetes cluster. You pay for the um, containers that are idle or executing you pay for them based on um, metrics of, of, I think it's CPU and memory or a combination of both. Not 100% sure in that topic, but it's it's very close to, um, let's say, like like Azure Functions, their metrics. That's the same here. And what's really cool is it brings together a lot of bits and pieces from the open source world. So, of course, underneath there is the Azure Kubernetes service in order to, to get your containers run and get all the good things out of Kubernetes. But there's also KEDA that's automatically included, which allows you to um, scale your containers in an event-driven way. And you also have the option to um, integrate or to inject Dapper into your container, which gives you all the goodies around Dapper. And then you have Envoy, um, which allows you to expose your your endpoints of your microservices or your services to the world. The blog post that I've referenced kind of gives you an overview, gives you some some first ideas how that works. Now, if you um, want to stay up to date with that, either watch this my news rep um, every week, but of course, there is also a Twitter handle that you can follow that focuses purely on Azure Container Apps. Now, if you want to make your hands dirty and start, there is also a sample available um, on GitHub, which is a Container App Store microservice example. The GitHub Readme guides you through uh, what the sample is all about and um, allows you to deploy that, making use use of Bicep, and GitHub Actions to your um, Azure subscription. And then, uh, yeah, take a look at, at that one. I think a great entry point uh, showing you also how to combine different services and how to leverage the options that you have with Vapor. Um So that's, that's really cool. And yeah, of course, one question that comes up is now, I have a lot of options now to run containers on Azure. So how do they um, differentiate one from each other? And there is now also an official part of the Microsoft documentation that uh, well roughly guides you through, gives you some guidance. What are the differences between the options? However, keep in mind, the um, Azure container apps are currently in public preview. So they are not GA yet. But nevertheless, it's time to get your head around that one because I think that's really, I I really love that that stuff. Then, um, really surprisingly, one day after the announcement, quite some blog posts came out, um, taking a a first look at the Azure Container Apps. First one by uh, Gerd Becke, who kind of gives you a query, Nice overview about um, Azure Container Apps. Also dives a bit in the specifics. Um, as you can see, if you watch the video, there is a, a little diagram. So how the the um, containers really work together. Um, how you leverage something like environment, container app revision, and then the blog post guides you through on how to make a little yeah example with those um, little guys including the connection to a Cosmos DB as a a state store and and how to bring things together, making use of Dapper. So that's really super interesting. And then another blog post that came out um, about focusing more on the deployment of Azure Container Apps, making use of BICEP. So also this blog, I think, is is very cool to see how you can um, structure that, making use of BICEP modules and how you would deploy a, a sample Azure Container App. Very well complementing uh, the aforementioned Azure Samples repo on GitHub. And then uh, what was also quite, quite cool to see, uh, Kelsey Hightower from Google also picked up the um, Container App Service on his lunch break and tried it out and gave it a spin. And yeah, if you want to see, learn about his impressions, then uh, go through the tweets that I have referenced within the show notes. Of course, I I give a little spoiler. There are some rough edges. I mean, it's it's public preview. It's brand new, but um, it's just the start, um, and that's also something that, that Kelsey appreciates. Now, with that, from the serverless containers to real serverless, can I say that maybe um, one thing that I want to highlight is a new tool that Anthony Xu from the um, functions team brought out. Um, it's not an official tool. It's, it's something that he uh, developed in his spare time. And that's around um, a version manager for the Azure Functions core tools. Uh, I think quite the right time, so it's it's um, something uh, like, like you have already with, with Node, where you can install with NVM different Node versions and switch between them. So this vm as it's called, um, allows you to, to toggle between different Azure Function Core Tools, and of course then also uh, different versions of the, the CLI. And I think that's, that's really interesting because now, as the um, Azure Functions 4.0, the Core Tools 4.0 are just around the corner, this is really worth installing in order to be a, being able to toggle between them. And then some blog posts around the application of Azure Functions. So there is one really nice um, blog post around how to generate dynamic images with Azure Functions. So this guides you through how you can do that, which is also basically done by, by GitHub. If you think about when you reference a GitHub repo, then there is some, some image dynamically created based on the reference. And this kind of shows you the same mechanics on a bit more uh, generic way how to do that with Azure Functions. And what I especially like is, is the final notes, which also highlight some things that you, you have to think about if you want to use that in production. And then another blog post um, by Tostans around um, integrating Azure Cognitive Search in Static Site Generators, making use of Azure Functions. So uh, also a very nice application uh, gives you a little overview why he makes use of Azure Functions and what are the the benefits of making use of them. So again, very nice blog post, highly appreciated. And um, yeah, very nice source of ideas around how you can leverage Azure Functions. Then um, last news from the area of us this time more the, the low-code area, namely Logic Apps. There was a little announcement, which uh, sounds a bit boring. So Logic Apps Standard Plan updates in public preview. But there is uh, w- the, the very first bullet point that's uh, in there uh, already shows that that's a big one. Um, you can now run Logic Apps in a fully disconnected session, fashion, not session, um, which means you can now really leverage Logic apps on prem, for example, and kind of underpins the the Azure Arc story that is getting more and more traction and is pushed more and more by Microsoft. And Now you have one more important puzzle piece um, in order to to make the Azure Arc story more appealing. So uh, that's that's really cool. Now back to kind of the uh, non serverless containers or topics around serverless and server-full containers. Um, one announcement that came out this week by the Cloud Native Computing Foundation is that Dapper, the Distributed Application Runtime that I've mentioned before, now joins CNCF as Incubator. So um, the, um, there was a proposal by the Dapper folks in order to bring in Dapper into the CNCF ecosystem as a, as a real project. And now, um, as of November the 3rd, the Technical Oversight Committee accepted this um, proposal. And now Depper has the honor to be a CNCF incubating project. That's cool. And uh, second part of Depper now really uh, focusing on AKS. There is another public preview announcement. Namely, DAPR extensions are now available for AKS. So if you want to use Depper within AKS, you um, have the option to leverage the extension mechanism, which makes it much easier to um, integrate Dapper into AKS, and especially um, gets you, yeah, rid of, of a lot of work like like downloading Dapper, uh, installing Dapper, managing the runtime in your AKS cluster, and so on and so forth. So in addition, also Dapper um, is of course then integrated within the the uh, CLI. So you can configure that via your CLI arguments. Again, public preview, but that's that's cool. Then I'll uh, switch to the CI CD area um, that we briefly touched already with the um, Azure Container Apps. I would like to highlight one repository. That's the Common Azure Resource Modules Library. That's really cool. You have a lot of templates in there for different resources on Azure predefined templates, uh, especially focus, of course, on BICEP. Um, but there are also the, the ARM templates in there that you can use in order to build up your resources. So uh, you don't have to do that from scratch, but you have a great starting point um, if you go down that path. That's, that's cool. Then switching to GitHub, um, there is one feature um, enhancement that I would uh, like to highlight, and that's Warning about bidirectional Unicode texts that um, deals with a uh, newly published vulnerability that was um, that is that is referenced referenced within the blog post. Um, yeah, which which uh, deals with some problems that you can have if you use bidirectional Unicode texts, and this is now also automatically checked for you within your uh, GitHub repos, It will throw a warning because this can be OK, but um, at least you get a hint that you should take a look at that. Then uh, last week, I highlighted a little uh, blog post with contained five parts around how to start with GitHub Actions. Um, And now there is also a blog post on the GitHub official page about resources around GitHub Actions that will get you started with uh, using them, with making use of them, quite extensive one. Um, with a lot of uh, links contained within the blog post that will give you more information around GitHub Actions. Then, from the more organizational side of the house of GitHub, there are some changes coming up in mid of November, to be precise, on the 15th of November, as um, Nat Friedman will uh, step down from his role as CEO. So he will become German Emeritus, which he highlights within the blog post that I've referenced within the show notes. So he will move on to other adventures as he um, states it there. And his successor will be the current uh, chief product officer and then um, as of mid of November CEO, Thomas Dormke who also brought out a blog post picking up the the story that Nat published and telling about his way forward. So I've referenced both blog posts in the show notes. Take a look at them if you're interested what's going on there on the CEO level at GitHub. And then one last news from the um, Microsoft ecosystem. There is now uh, the GA announcement of the partial document update for Azure Cosmos DB. That's also really cool. Uh, and gives you a lot of comfort with respect to updating your documents in this database. That was, um, I think, in public preview for quite some time. Um, If you've used it, well, uh, you can now officially continue using it. If you have not used it yet, um, then I would recommend to take a look at that one because that's really a feature that um, comes in quite nice and handy um, as it allows you to... Uh, update specific um, uh, items within your document, and you do not have to read and really uh, uh, apply a complete update or a complete replacement, to be honest, of the document. So that's quite cool. Then uh, let's move to the world in between. I already said some words about SAP and Microsoft and how you can bring things together there. in the Ignite area. Now let's really switch to the weekly podcast SAP on Azure, um, which this week focuses on the enterprise scale for SAP on Azure. So again, more infrastructure and stuff. But you should definitely watch the video because, of course, uh, there is some talk about uh, Ignite. And there's also some talk about the stuff that um, might be really interesting for folks dealing or working in the world in between SAP and Microsoft. With that, um, last section for today, the um, learning area. First of all, if you missed GitHub Universe or if you missed some sessions of GitHub Universe, um, you are covered the on-demand sessions are now available um, for everybody for free. You just have to register at the GitHub universe page, and then you have access to the complete library of all the videos that have been um, on demand. The same is true for Qcon. So Qcon and Cloud Native um, North America 2021 uh, took place um, earlier in October, if I'm not completely mistaken. And all the the sessions have now been made available within the YouTube channel of the the CNCF. I have referenced the uh, playlist, the official playlist that contains all those relevant videos um, for you to take a look at. And last news for today, another great session of the um, software architecture uh, stream that is hosted by, by Eberhard Wolf that comes out, I think, nearly on a weekly basis um, with a lot of interesting topics and this time a really super interesting um, around domain-driven design and how to start with domain-driven design. So it's in German, I have to say. Um, and there is one one guest speaker that I also really like very much. That's Michael Plöd. And yeah, those two discuss on how to get started with the main-driven design, as this is not super easy to start, as it's really uh, it's not just one method that you apply, but you have a whole toolbox, and you can make errors as usual. And I think this, this video really gives you a nice introduction, nice um, getting started help when you work in that area. And yeah, with that, I'm at the end of today's session. I hope I had some interesting news for you, especially from Microsoft Ignite. Um, And yeah, with that, I wish you a nice Saturday, a very nice weekend, and a successful next week. See you next Saturday. Until then, bye.